Good morning and happy Sunday to all of our HOD podcast listeners. Yes, we are back once again with another podcast and we are so thankful and grateful to see another Sunday. We are definitely thankful that you guys have decided to hit that link and tune in to another podcast here on this Sunday morning. Um, We want to send a special thank you to all of our podcast listeners for all of your prayers, uh, for all of your words of encouragement. Uh, We definitely want to thank you guys for praying for those who we have put on our HOD podcast prayer list. Um, And they are definitely thankful for your prayers as well. Um, We are preparing ourselves today to give you guys another praise-filled, power-packed podcast. Can't say that too fast because I'm sure it'll turn into a very good tongue twister. Uh, We are um, looking forward to delivering to you guys another podcast and we are definitely um, bringing you, as we always attempt to do, uh, the very best music and an amazing and uh, spirit fulfilling word um, as we come to you on another podcast here this Sunday. Um, we want to send out a uh, uh, praise report to our podcast listeners as uh, our bishop and um, assistant pastor and some of the evangelists and other church members were traveling back from Florida on uh, on uh, last week. Um, they were in an accident out on I-95 uh, where someone who was driving uh, excess speed of between 90 and 95 miles an hour zigzagging through traffic uh, did cause an accident and our bishop was and our first lady were in an accident um, out on I-95 uh, looking at the photos of the vehicle, it was extremely damaged, um, and I, I'm sure that if anyone had seen the photos, we have seen people who have been in accidents with less damage than that, who have not made it out of the accident. But thanks be to God for His blood covering, His grace, and His mercy and His protection. Uh, we are glad to say that our bishop and our first lady are doing just fine. Uh, they are still dealing with uh, a little bit of pain and soreness from the accident but uh, if you're able to say that you're dealing with some pain then that must be that must mean that you're still in the land of the living and we are definitely thankful that God covered and kept all those who traveled over the dangerous highways uh, as they were on vacation and uh, we thank you guys uh, as we did send out a request for prayer uh, so many were responding saying that they were praying uh, for our bishop and our first lady. Um, uh, do not forget, do not forget, fourth Sunday of every month, 10 a.m., 3039 Thoroughfare Road, House of Deliverance Ministries is 
having service. You are more than welcome to come and fellowship with us. We would love to have you come and enjoy Jesus with us. Uh, We are not the type of church who is concerned if you have to wear jeans, if you have to wear sneakers, Tims, it doesn't matter. Come on in. I promise you, you will not leave the same way that you came. And we would love to have you come and fellowship with us. So uh, we always want to extend that welcome to all of our listeners to come and fellowship with us on the fourth Sunday of every month at 10 a.m. House of Deliverance Ministries here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Uh, Well, with all of this being said, let's prepare ourselves to get into this podcast. You know what you guys have to do. Kick the feet up for as long as you can. Sit back and relax. Enjoy the music. Let it fulfill you. Let it give you that boost of energy that uh, I know that we all need after a long week's work. And uh, how about we get some word to uh, push us forward? and take us to that next level and get us ready for this upcoming week because I'm sure whatever we faced on last week, there's something else that's going to come around the corner to rear up its ugly head to try and knock us off of our stride on this upcoming week. But we know that this word is going to give us exactly what we need to face those obstacles that are coming and preparing to jump in our way. So as we always do, let's get into it. I'm about to take you back to 212 Richard Street, Charlie and Illinois, to our old testimony service. It goes a little something like this. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Joy bells, joy bells, joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Come on and clap your hands.
I remember growing up in church, and the church had a certain sound. I think we should take it back to the old time way. Come on, y'all, let's sing it.
Now, in order for us to experience God in a different way tonight, touch your neighbor and tell them we all have to be on one accord. Here's your part. We need, we need the oil. song of worship. We need oh, We need the oil. We need the oil. Oil of the Lord. I should get down in your spirit right here. We need the oil. Joshua chapter 1, verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now get up and go over. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now get up and go over. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now get up and go over. All right, I want y'all to share this topic with somebody. You can be seated. Tell them it served its purpose. This is what the book of Acts says about David. It said, I think it's around Acts chapter 13. It said, he served his generation and then he slept with his fathers. Some of you, I, I know you kind of get overwhelmed with the role you play in life and in your mind. You feel like that what you do is everything. But the truth is all we can do is manage our seasons and serve what's in front of us. Really? That's really all we is consistently 
managing seasons. Tell your neighbor, I'm managing seasons. So what's, what's happening is that we are stars that are appearing and stars that are falling. You know, we, we grew up in church and we would get up in church and uh, if you grew up in the classical Pentecostal church, y'all be seated. Y'all be, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be to God. It served its purpose. I'll pick it up in a minute. Uh, we grew up in classical Pentecostal church. We had what we call testimony service. Not, not praise reports. <laughs> praise reports are a little different kind of cultural vernacular. You get up and say, I have a praise. That's not how we did it growing up. We would get up and say, praise the Lord, everybody. And if you didn't get the response, a latest that you wanted, you says, I said, praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> and then you had to establish protocol. First given out of the guard to the pastor, to the elders, to the deacons, saints, and friends. I just want to thank God for my place in the building. I want to thank God that I'm in the land of the living. And I get what you mean, but it's not true. We are not in the land of the living. We're really not. We're we're actually in the land of the dying. Everything here is dying. That other realm... That we look at and say, well, I'm glad he woke me up this morning. <laughs> no, you really just manage your seasons. You know, this is how it happens. Our parents take care of us and then we eventually take care of them. I know this is sobering. But, but for you all that your life is everything, you're managing seasons. But you'll be a failure if you don't serve your generation. We look at David as a bigger than life uh, leader. Whole city named after him called the city of David. His body is dead, but his name is still alive. Glory be to God. What are you producing that's bigger than you? There's an old song that used to say, may the works I've done speak for me. Because there comes a time where you will no longer speak. But what you produce shall speak on your speak on your behalf. We honor David, but David can't be here today. David wasn't able to attend service today because David served his his purpose. And how grim is the opening of Joshua chapter 1 if you don't have a revelation about it. It starts out, Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses, my servant. This is how it is introduced to us. Mm. Because Moses could only go for, for, for so far. So that tells me not only do 
we should shout about the bad things that come to an end. We also must acknowledge that there are some good things that come to an end. Because it's only called for a season to fulfill a, a purpose. And Ecclesiastes says, to everything. <laughs> to, to everything, there's a, there's a time. There's a season for it under the earth. To what? To e everything. Yes. So what is Moses' purpose? Moses has an impartation to give to us. Really quickly, you that are writing notes, tell you how do you handle this? How do you handle what dies on you? How do you handle on what brought you this far but can carry you to the next place? You acknowledge it. Because you can't be healed from something you don't acknowledge. You can't properly grieve something that you don't acknowledge. And you will never learn from something that you don't acknowledge. We grew up in church and in this hyper faith culture and we would tell you don't claim it <laughs> don't claim it oh my arm is hurting don't claim it oh okay it, how's your arm feeling it's hurt don't claim it how your arm feeling it's fine amen amen you getting it now it was almost a misunderstanding a misunderstanding of the scripture because they would quote the scriptures that speak those things and are not as though they were. And so we said, don't claim it. But the Bible did not say speak those things that are as though they're not. Because if you're going to say your arm is not hurting, then don't ask me to pray for it. You can't be healed from something you don't acknowledge. Glory be to God. You can't be delivered from something if you're still calling it. No, it's just this thing that I do. Everybody got a thing. Everybody got a struggle. And you're right. Everybody does have a struggle. But the question is, do you have a struggle or does a struggle have you? That's a whole, that's different. That's, that's different. You got to tell your neighbor, you got to acknowledge it. God can't get the glory out of your situation until there's a, an acknowledgement. How much food do you have? We don't have but two fish and five loaves. Hmm. Until you know what you have and what you lack, you're not a candidate for the miraculous. I'm going to say it again. Until you know what you have and what you're, la and what you're lacking, you're not a candidate for God's provision. So there must be an, an acknowledgement. An acknowledgement is not weakness. It takes a strong person to excavate the damage and be able to communicate where you are. Anyone can, can pretend as though, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. No, it takes a strong person that says, I'm not good, but I will be. Uh, because, I mean, we are Pentecostal and we believe in dancing and praising God. And we do. And our praise is almost as sometimes a sedative. But after you go up in that high place. 
and you finish dancing and you sit down, you still got to acknowledge where you are. <laughs> that praise is something to help sustain you so you can get your next breath. But you still got to deal with the fact that Moses, my servant, is dead. Hallelujah. Yeah, everybody brought bread and chicken by your house and asked you, how you doing? Let me know if you need anything. But when you're left in the silence, absent from a church service and prayer partners, you still have to acknowledge. Because until you acknowledge where you are and excavate what you have and what you lack and what you need, you're not, you're, you're not postured to receive the supernatural in your life. That's right. Keep wearing your filters for them, but don't worry for him. Because <laughs> we get in our times of prayer and we're praying about everything but what we need to pray about. Tell your neighbor, acknowledge it. This is why you need to acknowledge where you are. And this is why you need to acknowledge your fears and your questions. Because God is not intimidated by it. God is not intimidated with the, with the, with the, with the acknowledgement that now I'm married, but I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up. God is not intimidated with, Lord, I feel you calling me, but, but my faith is shaky right now. Acknowledging it, that I believe I'm in a new place, but I feel old habits creeping up on me. <sighs> Acknowledging the fact that I laid it down, but sometimes I want it back. Okay, you know what? Let me. <laughs> yes, I gave it up because you have to realize sometimes surrender is a, a total act of obedience and not feeling. Has anybody in this room had to surrender something before you felt like surrendering it? No, some of y'all don't you put raise your hand because you haven't surrendered it yet. Because you're waiting to feel it. But you don't wait to feel some if you hold on to something longer than it's supposed to be in your life. Dead things spreads disease in the camp. Mm, glory be to God. Acknowledge it. Then after you acknowledge what you had to release, what you had to let go of. After you acknowledge the way it made you feel, then number two, you got to honor it. <laughs> you got to honor it. You got to honor what it is and honor what it was. You got to find something in it to honor. My Lord. Because I know I'm in a new place now. But you need to learn how to honor where you came from. I told, I told um, Marquita Johnson, who is my Aunt Geneva's daughter. She's the first lawyer in our family. And when she graduated, I said, Marquita, I said, I'm so proud of you. But remember, you'll never be better than your grandmother who was a domestic housekeeper. Remember, you're doing what you're doing because you had a great grandmother that would get on a train in Gretna and ride it to Lynchburg to clean other people's floors. Find a way to honor it just because you outgrow it 
don't make you better than it. <laughs> find, find ways to honor the religious systems that birth you. Although their system is now antiquated and primitive and no longer serve where you are. Still, you got to find a way to honor it. Even parents that didn't raise you. Parents who did not have the capacity to raise you. Fathers who abandoned you. Learn how to find a way to acknowledge how it made you feel. Acknowledge that it hurt. Acknowledge what it did to you. But then find a way to honor it. Find a way to bestow honor. Because what you, what you don't realize is that there's some people. Hallelujah. There's some people that can't give you what they never had. Acknowledge it. And, and then honor it. Honor it. Honor it. Get a revelation behind it that it, it served a purpose. And some of you. The purpose of your mother may have been just to birth you. Moses, if he was here, he would testify to you that oftentimes the people who birthed you is not always the people who raised you. It don't make you a less of a person. It may be God did not trust the people around you to raise you. Oh, well, I didn't have a daddy. I didn't have a daddy. Well, guess what? He may have looked into your future and saw having your natural daddy would have messed you up more than what you are. So he stepped in to be the father that you needed. I need to know, do I have a witness in this house? It ain't everybody's testimony. But if you got that testimony that he'll be a father to the fatherless. Some of you, your fathers died. Come on. Some, oh, my God. Some of you, your fathers never showed up. Some of you, your fathers came in and went out. But you ought to praise God because he's a father everlasting father oh yeah it did something to me oh no 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 i'm not i'm not shrugging it off no it affected me but i found a way to honor it <laughs> i found a way to realize no you you had a purpose to serve glory be to god oh joshua fought the battle of jericho and the Walls came tumbling down. <laughs> oh, Joshua. See, see, y'all with Moses, I'm all about the Joshua generation. Right? Joshua. Be careful here in this present day of Pentecost that y'all, y'all don't throw shade at all things that are old school. I know, I know, I know where, I know where we are now. Hey, we don't need to do all that dancing because that's cultural and all that yelling. God ain't, God ain't deaf. God ain't nervous either. And, I, I, and I'm, I'm thankful for all of the songs we sing now. But I want you to know worship didn't start when Hillsong started recording. Come on. Worship started when people didn't know the language but they felt the spirit. Come on. I, I wish I had a help in here. Don't you look at the old ancient systems and throw shade at it. You're talking about Joshua fought the battle. Joshua won the battle. But my question to you is, how did Joshua know how to fight? How did Joshua know how to fight? So you're trying to find out, why should I honor my past? 
past? Why should I honor where I came from? Why should I honor what tried to hurt me? Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, it taught me how to fight. Oh my God. I know some of you wish your childhood would have been better. I know some of you wish you would have had a different parent and you grew up in a different neighborhood. But I want you to scream at them, tell them, I know how to fight because of where I came from. I know how to fight because of what I went through. Some of you almost lost your mind in a pandemic. Some of us were born in a pandemic. You crying because some of your stocks dropped. What you talking about? We didn't even know what a stock was. We were thankful and we was grateful when we had free lunch and we thought we made it when we got reduced. Help me Mercedes. I mean, we were brag. Yeah, we did get free lunch, but my mama make too much money now. You paying 30 cents for lunch. You act like we didn't pay. Tell your neighbor, my past taught me how to fight. Some of you all, come on, come on, be honest with me. Some of you emotionally was in a fight. Come on, psychologically in a fight. People don't know what you went through in your household. They don't know what y'all were struggling with. But you had to go to school with a smile on your face. You had to fight through the tears. You had to fight through the bullying. You had to fight through the jokes. And you had to fight through the shame. I'm confident now because I learned how to. Sophia from the color purple said all my life alright Josh I'm going to have to let you watch color purple so you get it all my life I had to fight my past taught me my past taught me and if you've been if you've ever been hurt by family then what people outside of the house say Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. There's somebody sitting at that desk talking about, I'm going to have to quit because the atmosphere is too toxic. I'm going to have to quit because I can't handle the pressure. Baby, I grew up with pressure. I grew up with conflict. And if I can deal with it with my siblings, if I can deal with it with parents, if I can deal with it with aunties, nothing people say outside of the house will ever make me quit. I need you to scream at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, look at your past and tell your pass serve me serve serve me how did how did how was she how did mm, how how did he learn how to fight because Joshua Joshua was a slave right don't forget right Joshua and the Israelites were slaves, right? Are y'all with me, right? They were slaves. They, they were slaves. You don't teach your slaves how to fight. So if they've been in, in bondage for 400 years, how does now Joshua Grayson turn around and become some great military leader? See, I, I'm, I'm with Joshua because see, Moses... He was too weak. I don't, I don't like that weak stuff. Joshua, he rose up and he fought. But where did he learn how to fight from? He was a slave. Nobody else in Israel taught him how to fight. They were slaves. But how, how did he learn conquest and military? Well, since you think you know everything, 
Don't forget, Moses had an older sister by the name of Miriam, who when Moses was born, and it was dangerous that he was born because they was killing all the Hebrew babies. Miriam, at the command of her mother, strategy, put him in a basket and pushed him down the river. Mm. And then Pharaoh's daughter pulled him out. And because she pulled him out of the water, that's why she named him Moses. But although she named him Moses, he never lost his identity. Many of you have to carry many uh, titles and different images in work workplace. But tell your neighbor, I know where I'm from. Yes, I can put endings on my words and I can speak with high vernacular. But at the end of the day, come on somebody, I still remember oodles and noodles. And I still how to know, I know how to make it work. I, if I lose my job tomorrow, I will not starve. I know how to put some canned goods together and make a meal. Cook them oodles and noodles and boil some Jesse Jones hot dogs. Cut them up and drop them over there with the seasoning. And now you got Italian cuisine. Get you some biscuits and put some honey over it. You better know how to work it. Moses is a name that he operates under, but on the inside, on the inside, he's still a Hebrew. He's raised up in the household of the Egyptians. Hi, my name is Bishop S.Y. Younger. I'm Monarca C.S. Finley. Oftentimes in our country, education is something taken for granted. Getting on the bus, going to school, receiving free books and classes is a luxury that we often miss. Did you know some stats estimate that 250 million children and by 2031, 800 million in this world will not even have access to free education? These numbers can be very discouraging, but we can start the solution by helping one child at a time. This is why we are happy to announce the opening of Bishop Younger Academy. Yes, yes. We're starting our first site in Pakistan. There, Christians are a very small minority. Many of them are trapped in poverty due to a lack of education. Many are even child laborers at the age of five years old. You can help us by giving monthly donation or a one-time gift. Go to rampglobalmissions.com and click on Bishop Younger Academy. We are only halfway through this message and God is already blowing my mind. And I hope and I pray that something has stuck with you so far. So at this time, I want to encourage you to sow into this word and watch what God does for you this week. There are three ways to give down below or you can scan your phone to the barcode on the screen. Let's get back to this word. So if you're raised up under the Pharaoh, then what, what are you being taught, Max? You're being taught astrology. Because don't forget, the Egyptians weren't dumb people. They were the intellectual uh, basilica of its day. An epicenter of knowledge. Astrology. Astronomy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Literature, language, religion, polytheistic, but religious, military strategy. So although Moses never had to use it, he was able to impart it. Because there's some things you will gather in life that's not for you to use. It's for you to impart.
if you try to hold on to it, it's going to die. It's going to die with you. And so what, what does he do? He, uh, he teaches Joshua. Now we brag about Joshua, but Joshua got it from Moses. And so Joshua is being under the tutelage, under the mentorship and the spiritual covering of Moses. Following him, never in competition with him. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm not in competition with anybody. Don't be in competition with the person that God has called to train you, to teach you, to raise you up. You're so busy trying to outwit them. You're so busy trying to outtalk them. When I've learned that when I come in a room of knowledge, I've learned to be quiet. Because yes, I know a lot, but there's a lot I still don't. I wish I had a help in here. There's a lot I still don't know. And somebody's trying to open a door for you, but you're talking too much. You think you got everything. So now they're, they're looking for somebody to bless, but you look too full to receive. And in this hour, I'm not going to beg you and bless you. can't so he said no he, he says listen to the point he says Joshua says well let me see okay my time I'm, I'm out of time now Joshua says I will let you I will let you sit up on that hill because as long as you're seated with your arms up I can fight in the valley my God how do you honor where you came from, how do you honor what trained you? <laughs> Find ways to fight for it. Find ways to serve it. How do you serve the people who served you? Mm. My God. And Moses is Moses is his father because Moses gets a name from Pharaoh's house, the place that raised him. Then Joshua gets a name from Moses that raised him. Because you know him as Joshua, but that's not his original name. His, his name is Oshea. Oshea, which means salvation. But he stayed close enough to Moses to not only get an assignment, but to get a name change. And some of you will miss out on getting an inheritance because you're too afraid to lose what you thought was your name. You're so busy trying to make a name for yourself when God says, I'm trying to put a name on you. His name is Oshea. But because he served something that was bigger than him. Moses says, Joshua. He, did, he didn't lose who he was. He got a revelation of who he was. Oshea is still in there. But I added something to it that you would have never had. Unless you've been in the dust of the one that was teaching you. Oshea. 
means salvation. But you're about to tap into a revelation now. Because Oshea means salvation, but Joshua means Jehovah is salvation. So he says, because you postured yourself under me, what you could not do on your own. You were salvation on your own, not being able to save anything or anybody. But because you postured yourself under the canopy of something bigger than you. Now I add Josh, Jehovah to your name. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, Jehovah is being added to you. All right. All right. I shouldn't have did this on Sunday morning. But, uh, and so this is, this, is a, this is a challenging thing, and I'll, I'll end with this. This is the challenging thing. Moses is such a phenomenal leader. As a matter of fact, the Bible says no other greater leader than him. The most humble leader. Now, the only reason why that's a little complicated is because we honor Moses as the author of this book. <laughs> And a humble person would never say that he's the most humble person who ever lived. So we believe that somebody else was the scribe for this Torah teaching and writing. Um, Moses, Moses leads them out very humble and insecure. Because, you know, humility and insecurity is not the same thing. You're, you're not humble just because you got low self-esteem. Oh, you so humble? Oh, no. You so humble? No, no, no. That's something else. That's low self-esteem. That's insecurity. Humility is knowing who you are and knowing your ability, but still willing to put somebody else in front of you, give somebody else another opportunity, being silent until you're called on. That's humility. Because it's hard to be quiet in a room when you got the answers. It takes humility when you know a better way, but if you spoke up, it would be interpreted in a whole different spirit. It takes you, tell your neighbor, God is humbling me in that area. When, when, when you can say, well, this is, I told you this two days ago. And all of a sudden your husband gets this big revelation of how to do it. And you already gave that advice. It takes humility to say, oh, okay. All right. I, let's go with that. I like that idea. <laughs> Look at the person beside you, ask him, is the preacher talking about you? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I like that idea. Oh, sounds familiar. <laughs> he's, he's following this, this Moses leadership. Think about it. We're now at a part where everyone who came out of Egypt didn't make it this far in the narrative. As a matter of fact, only two, Joshua and Caleb. So Joshua remembers the day as a kid when Moses shows up. He remembers when Moses shows up to all of Egypt and was like, let my people go. Imagine him telling the stories to the new generation. Like, I remember the day Moses came. I want you to know, some of you in this room, you don't understand how blessed you are that God has given you a front seat to a process. Because everyone who starts out don't go in. You, you have to realize, I'm speaking to some people in this room. You are beginners and finishers. 
You're going to remember when you came out and when you went in. You have to realize everybody's not called to that and everybody never, everyone doesn't experience that. So this is what happens. And I got three minutes. Y'all let me finish in these three. Bible says Moses gets to a place where he's on the border and he can't go in. great Moses but I'm not going to go into it because I know what y'all want me to do yet tell how Moses hit the rock no I'm not going to do that because when it's time to honor someone you don't honor them by bringing up their mistakes now we're having another discussion we'll talk about it that's called acknowledgement. But when it's time to honor, you don't honor. People say, well, I just want to honor you all though because I remember how you hurt. No, no, no. That's not honor. Because honor says, I see what all you went through. So before I judge you in that moment of hitting the rock, I must consider you were the one that called manna from heaven when we were hungry. You were the one that was on the backside of the mountain minding your own business and you got inconvenience for the call of God to get people out of bondage that you no longer wanted to be connected to. Well, y'all know when Noah got off the ark, Noah got drunk. Some of you would have got drunk before you got off the ark. You know how many days he was locked in an in a ark with his family members? Some of you lost your mind just the first month of the quarantine. Y'all told the kids, just go out there with the coronavirus and everything. Just get out of here. Some of you had to fall in love again with your spouse. <laughs> some, of, some of us found out we were so busy that we really didn't like each other. We were just able to dodge each other. I'm, I've, when it's time to honor you seek for ways to you don't well Moses no 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 Moses served his purpose that's why I don't, ha- I don't have no way I don't feel no way to, against Moses because he served <laughs> I'm not bitter about Moses because Moses served his purpose to the point when Moses died this is what happened Travis Moses died. You know, if a bishop died, that's a service. No, no. If a pastor die, oh, that is a service. You got to bring out the, the white horses and carriage. You got to change him in his different robes in the casket. You got to do all that stuff, right? Come on. In African-American culture, funerals, because of our history, mean, mean a lot. Moses dies. And God says, you don't get to bury him. You don't get to bury Moses. You get to grieve him, but you don't get to bury him. I'm going to give you 40 days, hallelujah, to grieve him. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you got two months. And you got to make a decision. Give you about 40 to 60 days. Then you, got, then you got to do something. Because making no decision is a decision. It's a decision to stay stuck. It's a decision to stay stuck and trapped in that same cycle. As a matter of fact, stop talking to me about it if you're not going to make a decision about it. 
I'm going to say something for you that your friends have been wanting to tell you for the last six months. I'm tired of hearing the same thing over and over. I got my own issues. I got my own problems. The only difference between me and you, I've made a decision about it. I made a decision. He says, I'm going going to give you a chance to grieve it, but I'm going to bury him. Why should I bury him? Because y'all been in Egypt so long. Y'all have learned the way of the Egyptians. And Egyptians hold on to their dead. Okay, man. I stretched it out too long. Egyptians, tell your neighbor, Egyptians hold on to their dead. Tell your neighbor again, tell them Egyptians hold on to their dead. Ask your neighbor, are you an Egyptian? Are you holding on to dead stuff? How? Are you still bringing up dead stuff? Are you still trapped by dead stuff? God buried Moses. God buried Moses. God buried Moses. And what did they have to do? What was their assignment? Their assignment was Moses is dead. Now get up. And move past it. Get up. Get up and move. And move past it. Because all things. The good and the bad. All things. The pretty and the ugly. All things. Come on. The conflicts and the covenants. All things serve a purpose I know it's it's easy for you to celebrate the good things that have happened because it was hard for you to let it go because you understand that it served a purpose but I want you to think about this and I'm not trying to get you to rehash something but whatever was the, 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 the source of your deepest hurt I want you to clap your hands and praise God for it you're right I get it. No. Get a revelation. Acknowledge it. Come on. Honor it. Come on. And so, y'all stand on your feet. So, uh, I was reading this story uh, early this morning. It was about this... uh, this fishing community off the east coast who uh, the men of the community took their boats on a fleet to go to a particular harbor in Newfoundland uh, to get some fish and uh, a storm came up while they were out and they lost all communication with their families. And it was nighttime, and the wives were praying and pacing back and forth, waiting for the husband to come home. The children are getting nervous because they're waiting because of a lack of light and the storm. They were trying to figure out how would they find their way back. 
and if that wasn't bad one of the women that were pacing back and forth praying for her husband somebody said hey your house is on fire one thing after the other so she leaves the coast to go back to the community to see her house burning down finally the fishermen found their way back to the coast this woman as all the women ran up to their husbands this woman ran up to her husband and hugged him and says honey I'm so sorry she said I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry it's got to be my fault I should have been in place he said what, what is it she, she said I'm so sorry while I was down here waiting for you our house caught on fire she she just broke down into tears and he embraced her and said sweetheart it's okay because that's the way we found our way back home we saw a light in the distance I come to tell you what you thought was the worst thing that ever happened to you it's serving a purpose I dare you to lift up your hands I dare you to lift up your hands and begin to bless the name of our God your house may be on fire but it's serving a purpose it may have broke your heart but it's serving a purpose serving a purpose serving a purpose Father we just thank you so much for what you uh, spoke to our hearts and our minds Father many of us have been grieving over what you used to bring us to a particular place but Lord now the assignment is for us to acknowledge it and for us to honor it then for us to move past it Lord help us to serve our purpose in the earth help us to do as David did and that was to serve uh, our generation that in all things you will be glorified at the end of the day all I want all I want is for you to be glorified so then alright you guys we made it to the end of another podcast and we hope and pray that you guys have enjoyed uh, not only the music but the word on this week Uh, We hope and pray that it helps to build you up and uh, give you that boost that you need to go just a little bit further. Um, We definitely thank you and appreciate you guys for tuning in and taking time out of your busy, busy schedules as always to tune in every uh, time we post a podcast. Uh, We do apologize for no podcast on last week, Uh, but if you were at house of deliverance ministries on last sunday you are fully aware of why there was no podcast posted on last week i keep telling you guys not trying to rub it in not trying to make you feel like "Mm, he just loves to just make me feel bad because i missed out on what happened at house of deliverance on on sunday and he just likes to just poke him make me feel like "Mm, I knew I should have been there and I missed out on something 
not gonna lie to you you definitely missed out on something um you definitely missed out on the move of the lord uh you definitely missed out on his anointing his power and his presence being in the place uh but as always you are more than welcome to come and fellowship with us on any fourth sunday that we have service um, so, uh, with that being said, there was no podcast on last week for a very, very good reason. Uh, not known, uh, not known for taking naps on Sunday, but I definitely got me a good nap in on last Sunday for a very, very good reason. So, uh, let's just say for Sunday of August. I would suggest that you make it your business to be in House of Deliverance Ministries located where you guys know the address. Do I need to even say it? I don't think I do. But just in case you're a first time listener, 3039 Thoroughfare Road, Goldsboro, North Carolina. We would love to see you there. Uh, our family, our friends, co-workers, uh, people who have just had this podcast sent to them if you are located anywhere near the north carolina goldsboro wayne county area just come and fellowship with us i promise you you will not be disappointed uh in the move of the lord and in the service you definitely will enjoy yourself i guarantee that you will we would love to see you we would love to fellowship with you uh we would love to uh, uh, clap our hands and stomp our feet with you. So come on through. Come and see us. We would love to see you. So uh, um, as always, like I say, uh, we definitely thank and appreciate you guys. Your encouraging words, your text messages, uh, your uh, messages on Messenger. Um, you guys sending emails uh anything that you guys send we definitely appreciate the love that you guys show the hod podcast each and every week uh we look forward to coming back on next week and bringing you guys another praise field podcast uh we will do our best to never disappoint and as uh, i've said before if you guys have any suggestions please feel free hit me up i uh uh, I'm not thin-skinned, so if there's something that you would like to hear, something that you would like to um, give me uh, your critique on, I am more uh, than willing to listen to anybody's suggestions, and will do my best to add whatever it is that you suggest might need to be changed or might need to be added to the podcast. Because uh, as I've said before, this is not my podcast, this is our podcast. Uh, so, um, we thank you guys. We love you. We appreciate you. We are praying for you. We, uh, uh, ask that you will continue to keep us in your prayers. Um, and as far as the HOD, uh, podcast prayer list, uh, continue to pray for, uh, Nicole Reed as she's still going through her treatments. Um, uh, remember Bishop Frank Bowden, uh, remember Bishop Pernell Faison, uh, First Lady Shireen facing, uh, continue to keep them in your prayers. Uh, we also would uh, ask that you guys would uh, keep all of our students, all of our children who are out of school right now, 
in your prayers. Uh, definitely want to uh, keep them prayed up as uh, they're out playing, um, enjoying their summer vacation, and uh, just pray for their minds that as they prepare to go back to school, everything that they learn uh, doesn't go blank, and that the Lord helps them to uh, retain everything that they have learned so that they are able to uh, go into this next year ready to get these A's and stay on these A honor rolls and if they're not on A and B honor roll that they get on the A and B honor roll because we're trusting and believing God to do just that uh, we love you we appreciate you and as always we will see you on the other side Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, clap your hands and give God some praise. Now, I need y'all to go real crazy. Make some super crazy noise for Bishop Joseph Walker, man. Come on, y'all. Yeah! Yes. To the Bishop Noel Jones, thank you guys. I'm grateful for this opportunity. Amen. It's good to be in Nashville. Amen. Man, it's good to see your beautiful faces. Amen. Uh, my name is Zacardi Cortez. Amen. I'm from Houston, Texas. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I know a lot of y'all looking at me crazy. Like, who is this big dude up here with his hair? Is he, uh, I got a few songs that I want to sing for you. So for the people that's looking at me crazy, I got a song in C. C. I think I know my keys, but I really don't. Uh, give me C sharp. That's higher than C, right? C. The song that says, let your power fall when your name is called, prove the doubt is wrong, because you're still mine and strong, so fight this battle for me. And help my unbelief So I can tell all my friends Oh, thank you, Jesus That you have won again Anybody need the power of the Lord tonight? Lord, let your power fall we Fight this battle for me 
touch your body and say, I got the victory. They don't believe you. Touch somebody else and say, I got the victory. Yeah. Just touch somebody on your way to the seat and say, I got the victory. And can't no devil in hell stop me. Sit on down. I got a few more songs in that same key.
did for you today that you can do for yourself.
all of that. I'm so sorry. I just felt like I had a breeze. But the Lord let me get the church to do Well, you know people's story it makes you feel different when you see them dance because you understand they had other options but when you got a revelation you know the storm you know the storm is passing you know the storm is passing you know the storm
case you're wondering what this preacher is selling, I'm going to go ahead and pull it out of the bag. I'm selling hope this morning. I'm selling hope. I'm, I'm trying to sell you the fact that it won't be like this always. I'm trying to sell you on the fact that, that there's a potential that you can lay down tonight and get up in the morning and everything change. It won't be long from now. The psalmist said it like this. For in his anger, it's for a moment. But in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy will. Weeping may. But joy will. It won't be long from now. It won't be long from now. <laughs> la 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 basha. Oh, ba 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 ba. 